Ah, uh, it's Deprogrammed, the podcast where we want to get you into an artist, and all you have to do is literally just listen. Today, we are going to be talking about Lana Del Rey. My name is Justin, and look, here's what I'm saying to you. Patreon.com slash oh hi Justin really boosts my morale, and as you can tell, my morale is really low. I want it to be higher. I want it, I want it to be where it belongs, way up in the sky. Well, I'm just kidding patreon.com slash oh hi justin i'm not kidding about that part but uh we are talking about lana del rey today and you know i'm gonna go over to hector first because i believe you are the one first of all it's your first time so welcome and uh, i believe you suggested lana del rey yes i did i i looked down the long list of episodes and i was like oh sweet the one artist that i'm uh obsessed at uh with currently isn't hasn't uh had an episode yet so uh yeah i was excited so so tell me what it is about about Lana Del Rey that why why it is that like you said you noticed we hadn't done it why is it important that it be your first episode Um boy uh yeah she's uh she's a, at a point in her career now that um um it's pretty exciting and um yeah uh my my favorite era of music whoops my favorite era of music is probably 2005 to 2015. Interesting. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, she's a big part of that. Um, uh, uh, I do, um, I, I, I'm a big indie fan. I, uh, listen to, um, I listen to a lot of your guys's, a lot of your, uh, deprogrammed episodes. Um, I listen to blur, the blur one and uh, a bunch of other ones. And, uh, yeah, I'm just a big indie fan. Um, I'm, uh, with her, with Lana, um, I, I do feel like I, I obsess over her at times, so I will kind of like try to kind of, um, corral that. Step, <laughs> yeah. Well, try, try, I try to take a step back and like analyze why uh, I like her or if it's just an obsession. And, um, I do, I, I will take breaks. I will like, okay, I'll take a month off and see. And then when after that month, I'll go back and listen to her and I'm like, no, 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 I'm right. She's awesome. <laughs> so uh, um, and um, I um, normally, uh, like I said, I'm an indie music fan. And uh, that's really the side of her that uh, uh, I'm attracted to. Um, I, I normally don't listen to. I'm, I'm not the demographic for 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 Lana Del Rey. Um, but, um, but, yeah, there's something about her. Uh, and uh yeah, I just think she's the coolest person ever, really. So, yeah, um, but uh, I, I was really glad that uh, I, I got to to recommend this uh, artist for Deprogrammed, and I'm glad that I got to be on. Well, and, and I feel like the second you recommended Lana Del Rey, I put it up there with your name next to it, and I swear to God, either we must have been recording an episode that day, or you just were paying, happened to have been paying attention. But Brian, you jumped on like immediately, and yeah, like yeah. too sweet. As it, it was were. probably like a comment posted, like popped up, and was like, "Oh, Justin, comment on a post that you're tagged in." <laughs> so, like, ah. Oh, so what? What about deprogrammed? Did I be tagged in right now? <laughs> But yeah, you you jumped on quick too. You're like, no, I need on that. And yeah, yeah. So I, I love girly pop music, as you fair, well know. Yeah. Uh, but and I honestly should hate her. Like, huh. like I I really like the like her her poetry. Like she has she just wrote like a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she writes some shit that really would make me bad. Usually, if anyone <laughs> else did it, like this like lyric like like 
lyrical choices. It just drives me nuts, but I fucking love her. Like she's just she doesn't give a fuck. She's very punk and rock. like and yeah, and like I like a lot of people give her shit for being like contrived and like fake and shit like that. But like I I don't agree, man. I just think they just don't dig her fucking vibe. Like she makes droney, sad sounding music, and that's like my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so as I'm listening, so this is obviously a discovery for me. Uh, almost everything is nowadays, but uh, yeah, like there, there's times like you said where it's like. This is, this should irritate me. This is me. dumb, but I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. This should, and you know, uh, I will say somebody messaged me, and a name we'll leave the name out just in case mm. their opinion has changed. But uh, they they said very one note, and I think that's a it was fair, Jenny Zell, wasn't it? I think it's a fair assessment. <laughs> I, I, I'd agree. Yeah, I, I think um, it's she. She I'm has sorry. her thing, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, please. No, no, please. No, um, yes, there, there's there's songs that you're like, oh, that's so typical of her. Like, um, there's a there's a couple songs that we might bring up, but yeah, I'm like, oh, oh that's almost a caricature of, and, it, and it's her doing it. So I, I totally can see that. Yeah, and I, I, again, I th- I think it's a fair assessment, but I also think mm-hmm. that if you're a fan of that note, then what's the yeah, problem? It, it ain't mm-hmm. broke. Don't fix it. I like I'd put it in the same vein as like uh, Father John Misty, which I'd love to do an episode on. Like, where he is writing as a character. Like, so everyone thinks he's full of shit. Like, he's he's fake because he's just writing these phony songs. It's like, but no, he's writing in character. I mean, you know how many fucking songwriters you listen to write songs in character? Oh, like, yeah. Billy Joel and shit like that? Like, not, that's probably a bad example. <laughs> People don't like Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. I don't give a fuck. But, like, you know how many singer-songwriters, like, just write as somebody else? Like, put things in other perspectives? I can't do that as a writer. So it's, like, something I admire, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I can't write in metaphors. I can just write how I feel, which is usually mm-hmm. sad. But, like, I, I put them in the same way where, like, they, they're they're very contentious amongst a lot of the youth of today. Where they're like, I don't, get, I don't, I don't like that guy. I think he's, like, pontificating and full of shit. And I can see how they could say that about her, too. It's like, mm-hmm. they're, just, they're playing a character, but it's, like, a character I really like. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? That's and I like the pageantry of that. Like it's art. I don't give a fuck, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's you know that's why I like the frogs because almost all their stuff is in character. But like, yeah, like I I found that a lot of times she is indeed writing in character. And again, what is more punk rock than just do doing what the fuck ever? You know, like yeah. following what it is you you like to do or what you're really good at. She, I mean, she just made like arguably her best record. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. It's still after all this, all the criticism and all this shit. Like she's still doing the same thing. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna write as me or this person that I've created. Yeah, and did it fucking well. Yeah. Well, what's funny is the uh, so when we put this group together, whenever Hector suggested it, uh, Norman fucking Rockwell hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Like, right. It, it was like right before. I'm really glad we waited. Yeah. We d- we we decided, hey, let's put it on hold until that comes out. Uh, I didn't include a ton in. Uh, with it because I didn't think that was fair to the rest of the catalog but I I wholeheartedly agree with you Brian like I connected with Norman fucking it's Rockwell it's so good it's uh it's 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 her it's the album she, it's the easiest to listen to all mm-hmm. the way through yeah. for albums I feel I agree I agree and, and you know like I said I didn't I didn't put a lot through 
mm-hmm. uh, when, once we get to the you know the actual discussion. I didn't put a lot through, but I I, I just didn't think it was fair to the rest of the catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, on, on that note, Hector, this being your your first time on the show, talk to me about mm-hmm. what it was like putting your your twenty songs together. Sure. Um, and before uh, I do that, I, I just want to give a. Sh- I am a huge Lana Del Rey groupie, but I am a huge. Uh, I'm sorry, Jenny Z groupie. Oh. Jenny Z, uh, who's been on the on deprogram a bunch of times, uh, she introduced me to you guys. So uh, to deprogrammed. So um, I just want to shout out to her. She's awesome. I, I listen to her other podcasts and stuff. But um, but yeah. So putting my list together, um, and I've been listening to Lana since uh, Born to Die. Uh, I just want to point out too. It's funny how. Born to Die was her first album, and then one of her last albums is Lust for Life. So I she's kind of yeah. had kind of had an arc, but um, uh, yeah, putting my I um, I pretty much took every song that I was remotely interested in uh, on a playlist uh, that came out out of all her albums, five albums I think, including uh, Norman Rockwell. Um, I, I put the, uh, it came out to be about a 40 list, a, a 40 song playlist. And then I took that to accommodate for this recording. I, I, I trimmed that down, whittled that down to 20 songs. And that was tough. So, um, but yeah, so uh, that's what I've got right now. Welcome to my world. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Brian. <laughs> how, how difficult was it for, how bad did I twist the knife this week? Uh, I honestly like I kept like bottoming out at like twenty five, and I really didn't want to make any more cuts, and I broke my own rules. <laughs> oh, in this list, okay. Uh, and you know my rule, my one rule is like that—that's my Batman rule, but I broke it for this list. Interesting. On two occasions actually, oh. because I just can't like I I I would want to cut those and like just do her own original ship, and like, I can't. Her covers like, are I really good. I fucking love the. I mean, not that Sublime song. But whatever. <laughs> I think it is a good cover. I really but... hate her for that. Like <laughs> I love her so much, but I cannot support that at all. Like, uh, Brian, you're not a fan of the uh, uh, the cover, the uh, doing what time. What is it? The uh, doing yeah. time. No, not at all. I just yeah, hate that... Sublime. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I- I'm a huge fan of Sublime, and okay. I think it's a good. Uh, I-, I I do like that cover. It did not make my list. I can imagine if you like Sublime, you would like that cover. Like it's a, I, it, I, it's a good cover. Like objectively, like mm-hmm. it captures the essence of the song. But I just fucking hate Sublime yeah, so much. Oh, that's funny. I, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Sublime. I'm a huge fan of Sublime. But here's here's where uh, I uh, like where I, I don't think I, I do kind of follow the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When I talk to my friends who are also big Sublime fans, they're like, no, they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, nah, I don't think. I don't think that there's that. Uh, I don't know if "good's" the right word, but um, they're not yeah. that prolific to no. get into that. Yes, no. right. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if if we're gonna talk about that real quick, <laughs> no, like one album, pretty much that got right. big posthumously. It did. Nah. <laughs> I, and, right. And here, the thing is, like you know, the the worst band in the world for me is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I understand oh, wow. why they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I yeah. understand that. Sublime right. has no place there. Like no. Sublime's just like a third yeah. rate version of that, which is just the third rate version of Fishbone. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, uh Brian Brian, I'm sorry to interrupt, Justin. Uh Brian, I, I wanted to point out too uh that you had posted on the uh, the program Facebook page. Um what was it? It it said 
uh, Black. I'm down for Black Sabbath or Lana Del Rey. Was that is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have fun. This is gonna be a good, a good, good company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's kind of a a window into my life. Uh, Black Sabbath and Don, Lana Del Rey. Like, mm-hmm. I really love the devil and girly music. I'm really, I'm really into it. <laughs> What's funny is like, okay, so just thinking about last time you were here with Cindy Lauper. Yes, sir. You're here for Lana Del Rey this week. Uh-huh. The next time you'll be here is Mr. Bungle, one of the greatest bands of all time. <laughs> and, oh wow! And then you'll be in the Fredo sessions for Black Sabbath. Fuck yeah! I'm, I'm I like me. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm a cool person. <laughs> so for me, for for putting my twenty together, I think on first listen i netted 27 which is pretty pretty low for me i think that was probably about what mine was at first i think it was like just under 30 yeah and i and it's because because she lives in that one note and you know that's not mm-hmm. again we've discussed that that's not really a problem but it's so honing in on on the best of that note the, be- the best version of that note yeah right yeah. and so like uh you know i i found myself leaning towards like the strong uh the strong feminism vibe of I'm a woman, fuck you, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and then leaning towards like some of the the noir sound she she delves mm-hmm. into a little bit. I'm so glad you described it as a noir sound. Like I felt like mm-hmm. Garbage had that sound too. Like mm-hmm. I really love that sound. Like mm-hmm. there was like, uh, I, was not, I was never the biggest Amy Winehouse fan, but like Back to Black has a very noir mm-hmm. sound to it. And I really fucking love that song. Like I really mm-hmm. like noir sounding stuff. And well, you know, smoky and yes. like mysterious and dark. I'm really into that. And there's there's times where like, and I, I I didn't take notes this week, guys. Sorry, but uh, there's times where she I could easily hear it as a Bond song, like I could hear her doing a Bond yeah, song. Yeah, I, I thought I only noticed stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a cinematic quality to some of her songs. Yeah, or an approach. Totally agree. And, and that's why I like it, I think. Yeah, and then there's there's times where she's more loungy and uh, again, like it it is absolutely one note, but like if you do the note well, what's note. the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, the name of the game is deprogrammed, and uh, we've combed through Lana Del Rey's discography and each pl- plucked out twenty songs that we're now going to mash together in an attempt to create a top ten starter kit. Uh, list for you in case you've never given Lana Del Rey a chance. So I don't know where to go first. I think I'm going to go with the listeners here, even though it wasn't my favorite tune, but two people suggested this. So there's something to it. I know it's a hit and I hate starting out with the hits. And again, I, I don't know that it necessarily is emblematic of her, but summertime sadness. Not on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say no, Brian? Yeah, no. Yeah, neither did I. Um, Trash. Uh, Summertime sadness. I think. I think. On, I think it's technically a good song. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, it's uh but it's the type of song. It's a yet another. It's the, the typical. Like it's so typical of her. I, I, I'm not saying that. Like we've been saying the one note, but like it's it's actually a good song. But I can see how repeated play, repeated radio play, could turn people off on it. So I can I can I can see people not liking it for that just it being driven you know uh, just uh, just that radio play just constant can kind of turn people off. But, I've never heard it um, on the radio. Yeah, yeah, I I, I um, ran into people. They're like, oh yeah, that one song. Uh, I think there's a I think there's a remix of it that's really popular. There is, yeah. Um, there, there there's like a dance remix of it. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Before. But um, I, I yeah, I had to. Re- I, the, my my problem is I'm not a really not a big radio person but um i uh um 
when I when I see a band that I like and they're but uh, uh, Radiohead, for example, is my favorite band of all time. Respect, and, uh, mad respect. Creep, creep, creep is a great song, you know. But uh, objectively, yes, they, yes. But then I know I know what else they're capable. Exactly. of. Exactly. It's it it's it, comparatively it's their worst song. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but I respect. Like, I still love that song. I have mm-hmm. a sound alike song on my list from Lana Del Rey. Actually, <laughs> think she's getting sued for. But, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 But it, it's a great song. But comparatively to the, everything else they did, it's mediocre. If if any other band had written that song, it would be the greatest thing ever. It's like Eyes Wide Shut with Kubrick. It's like if any other director made that movie, it would be their like magnum opus. But it's because it's Kubrick and everything else he's done, it's like his worst film. Mm-hmm. But still, fucking great movie though. <laughs> I feel the same way about Summertime Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm in the trash. Oh. Well, uh, see, and this is the problem. This is why I mentioned I didn't take notes. Usually when I take notes, I have like an order of play yeah. in mm-hmm. mind, and I don't have one with her. So I'm I'm kind of just shooting uh, fish in a barrel, as it were. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll scoot over to Hector. Okay. Um, this one always makes it onto one of my playlists. Um, my LD- LDR playlist. It's uh, Radio off of born to die i almost put um, that on my list uh yeah it's um it's uh kind of a good representation of her or uh, especially earlier on on that first album um it's that, that first album kind of uh it, it feels very freshman uh album like it just you know you can tell she's finding her footing um that song in particular though i felt like she knocked it out of the park it's uh, got all the kind of tropes. Um, it's 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 poppy, but then there's f bombs every other, you know, every other line, which I like, or at I'm least in the chorus. It. And uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Well, unfortunately, I got to put you in the trash because uh, uh, I will say this: it was one of the twenty-seven. Like it was definitely on my radar. I cut it to put another song from that record on here, and I think I made the wrong decision actually. Oh. <laughs> but it's okay. All right, we'll move on over to Brian. Okay, uh, opening track, the song that got me into her, uh, Born to Die. I can listen to this song every day and never get tired of it. Uh, I don't have it. Really? Oh, boy. You're, and I you're a track one guy. <laughs> What's that, Brian? Justin's a track one guy. Well, I am. I really am. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that on the uh, another recording. Um, Incessantly. Yeah, I, I love that song. I love that music video. Um, it was part of the reason that kind of feel that fire for me earlier on uh with her uh but yeah i didn't make it on my list Damn. all right Man. oh for three wow are we doing De- depeche mode all over again uh, yeah i think so <laughs> all right well this is a good time since we've got nothing yet just in case to bust out ntp uh in case we need it so i kind of want we've never had to use that on any show i've ever been on i kind of want to do it so ntp is if if we don't have enough to pull through uh, mm-hmm. We each get to pull one of our own songs out of the trash, and we get to oh, cool. we get to pull one other panel member's songs out of the trash, and then we use those to fill out the ten. So hopefully we don't need it, but that's what it is. That being said, where the H do I want to go Th- again? This is why I hate not doing uh, not doing notes because I don't know where I want to lead now because uh, it's clear we're feels like we're all in but i definitely need to leave that that i need to leave that album i'm gonna go here because uh i think this says it all 
It's all in the title. Sad Girl. That one did make it on my list. Hey. I really wanted to put all the songs about sadness on here, but they, those aren't the ones that speak to me, man. Like, I get it. Yeah, that was, that's not on my list. But Hector had it, so you saved me, and we're, <laughs> we're off the schneid. We're not, we got we're one not in the conversation. Fire, yes. so. We got nice. it. All right. Uh, Hector? All right, let's see what's next. Um, I'm still going with the first album. Um, recently, I saw uh, she's on tour right now, and uh, I saw a video of her on stage with Chris Isaac. Okay, and oh, wow. um, that seems like a good I, pairing, actually. Yes, yeah, I thought so too. Uh, with but it's like I remember watching the music video. This is my song, uh, "Blue Jeans." Oh, off, uh, absolutely. The, yeah, and I remember seeing that music video, and it's black and white, and it's all just super dramatic, and um, um, there's a pool, I think, that she swims in, and it reminded, and even the song. The Wicked um, Game, yeah. The, yeah, Wicked Game. It reminded me of Wicked Game. Um, I, I'm wondering if it was an inspiration, because the song reminds me of Wicked Game, and the music video reminds me of the Wicked Game video. I could... Um, I... I, I mean, I I never drew that comparison because I never saw the video, but I I mm-hmm. like you saying it totally makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Uh... So Brian, had I it. had it. I do not. Uh, yeah, I do not. But it was again on my radar. It was one of the twenty-seven. Like, I fucking love that song so much. May have actually been like my last cut. <laughs> I think that might be my favorite song of hers. Interesting. Okay. It um it uh it, it I'm sorry, Dustin. It it uh, that song. Uh, earlier on when I was trying to figure her out kind of like what what I liked about her um that song in particular made me think of like she and it kind of permeates her entire just kind of uh approach to her artistry is is her choices like um what line do I say before and she's a poet too so it makes sense but what line sounds best before the following line or like the inflection she uses on this part of the song compared, you know, like, um, yeah, the blue jeans song really has that, has that for me where I'm like, what, like, um, any other artist might've just sang it a certain way, but she is very particular. It seems with, um, I don't know. She, I think, I think she just makes really good choices, uh, across the board. Um, not only in the way she presents herself, but also in just putting together a song. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, like she she comes off as somebody who has like a laissez-faire attitude about things, and uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. I think that's what turns some people off about it because she yeah. mm-hmm. like she, but she really is very meticulous about like mm-hmm. how things sound and 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 all and songwriting from like a a, a very deep perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. All right, uh, definitely in my top three favorite songs of hers, uh, "Gods and Monsters." Oh my god. God damn it. I, I honestly think that was twenty one. I on not not just because it's a reference to Bride of Frankenstein, but also because she says in the lands of gods and monsters I was an angel looking to get fucked hard. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, I think yes. that's that's on so on um, brand too. Yeah, no, it didn't make it, but Ooh. that that song does kinda encapsulate her, just like you were saying there, Brian. Yeah. Um, uh, she has the line about Jim Morrison yep. and uh I I um I have this kind of one line description of her that uh, um, kind of folds Jim Morrison into this. And my best description to people uh, about Lana DeRay is if Marilyn Manson and Elvis had a child, then that child was raised by Jim Morrison. 
and then add a dash of Johnny Cash, you get Lana Del Rey. Wow. And uh, the Jim Morrison thing um, in that in that line um, in that song, that's a fantastic song. Uh, yeah, it didn't make it on my list, so. Well, shit. And, and and the Jim Morrison line. If anyone else had wrote that, I would hate it because I think it's a mm-hmm. stupid fucking thing to say. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't like references like that in songs. Uh-huh. Like I talked about this in ELO. I hate like if if anyone else made that reference to uh, like the lyrics uh, fading out like the Beatles and Hey Jude. That's a lyric in one of my favorite songs of theirs. I would mm-hmm. hate that if anyone else did it. But when she did it, I, I like it. I just like it a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. So where do I want to try to aim here? Cause Man, we're we're <laughs> well, not we're not doing that well. <laughs> I mean, we do, we do have two in the conversation, so we're not like striking out miserably, but we are definitely not doing well here. No. <laughs> uh, I want to try to speak to Brian here because I I feel like oh, about to get real sad. <laughs> but actually, now I'm wondering because you even said before, like, yeah. well, let's just try it. The blackest day. No, man. Yeah, it almost did. It was in my first my first uh, round. It's actually the it, number one recommended song on my on my, on my playlist. <laughs> it's like, are you uh, sure you don't want to add this one? Um, yes, that one made oh, it. Oh, thank my goodness! List. Oh, nice. All right, I'm fine with that going through. Whew. All right, and uh, yeah, I guess just in case we somehow don't get any unanimous decisions, which I I honestly do think is possible. I think nah, we're gonna I, we're nah. we're gonna hit, dude. I know we're gonna hit. I, I, but I mean, like, it's it's a pretty diverse uh, catalog here. Yeah. As far, I mean, again, we, yeah, we mentioned the one note, but where on that note, clearly, all three of us are on different parts of the note. Yeah. So, like, it's possible. Whatever makes the conversation. I think you're you're on my usual end of the note, and I'm just pulling a fucking <laughs> oh. curveball today. <laughs> uh, Possibly. I, th- I think it, it, since we've brought up the the one note thing uh, early on, um, it's. This song in particular, The Blackest Day, I feel every album of her since Born to Die has this song. And except that I think this is the perfected version of that. I think the first album had, uh, what was it? Um, oh boy, it's it's super dramatic. Uh, well, there are a lot yeah, of them. Are super dramatic. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, I can't think of the name of the song now, but there, there's, there's, uh, and I obviously didn't make my list, but I think the blackest day is her finally getting that one note, or at least this one note, perfect. Uh, uh, blackest day has a has a a crescendo towards the end mm-hmm. that is just kind of showcases her the honesty, or just the um, just the honest emotion that can come out of her music at times, and uh, so that's why I made it on my list. All right. Well, I mean, it moves to the conversation, so I'm I'm with that. All right, Hector. All right. Let's see here. Um, okay. So if this one doesn't make it on, I'm walking off the show. Oh, um, oh wow. That's a Brian. That's, that's <laughs> uh, a Brian my, Lewis thing. Probably my all time favorite is uh, "In My Feelings" off of "Lust for Life." Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I feel so bad. I don't have it on here. Oh, oh man. Damn. <laughs> damn it. All right. All right. I, you know, I, I've listened to the show before, so. Um, it was yeah, on my it, uh, it, it was on my first pass, but okay. Yeah, I don't have it. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I just think that that song is so badass. It just kind of um, I um like I said at the beginning of the recording of the show, um, I just think she's the coolest person to ever walk the planet. Uh, I know that's <laughs> a little bit hyperbolic, but I, I feel she's like 
she's cool like the the traditional sense of cool like um like a david bowie like a or james a, dean a paul newman or or um um what's a uh um like a like a like an old leather jacket just just cool um and uh in my feelings um kind of to me just that's all she's letting out is i don't know just oozing cool I feel bad for not having it. Me too. <laughs> I, anytime, anybody, anytime anybody says my favorite, yeah. I always clench up. I want to like it too. <laughs> all right, Brian. Um. Okay. I've, I've lost all confidence in my list. I know. Same. Uh, well, I reference this in my uh, intro. Uh, she is getting sued by Radiohead, who also got sued by the Hollies for the air that I breathe, which I did not mm-hmm. know actually. Uh. I but I still like it is basically a rebuff of Creep for Radiohead, but I fucking still love it though. Like Get Free, it's a I love that song. It is Creep though. It's like it's the same melody and everything. Uh, Almost the same vocal patterns too. Uh, apparently, I don't have it. Oh man, it's a great song. Yeah, I don't either, and I do agree. It's a great song. Um, but yeah, I didn't make my list. Which album is that? Oh, there it is. That's on Lost for it. Life. Found it. I, I have to say, Lust for Life has most of my favorite songs of hers. I've noticed, like, right before um, Norman fucking Rockwell dropped, I I don't know, like, I started to listen to that album a lot more. I mean, I guess part of it was the anticipation of a new album dropping. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of my favorite songs off for, are off uh, Lust for Life. Uh, that I, Until Norman, Norman Rockwell came out, that, that was by far my second favorite record out, uh, after mm-hmm. Born to Die, which I think... I love more because it was my introduction to her and like the songs mm. I love on there. I really love, but looking back, I don't think I really like, I think there's a lot of filler on born to die. that I just don't like it. Didn't, it wasn't even considered to be on my list, but I still consider that my favorite record until now, which I would say, I think her greatest record, honestly, is no more fucking Rockwell. I actually agree. Uh, but, but a lust for life is my second favorite for sure. Brian, Brian, which out, which song did you say was your favorite off of Lust for Life? Uh, oh, you just said it though. Was it Love or? Uh, Love, yeah, I, I pr- oh, probably okay. Love. I would say it was my favorite oh, okay. from that record. All right, well, since you literally just said it, I'm gonna dust it off because it's on my list. Love, cool, yeah, <laughs> I have that. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that one didn't make it, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's a um, that's, that's early. That's early on in the album too, isn't it? I believe that's the opening track. Oh, okay, yeah, I think you're right. Well, that puts four in the conversation. Yeah, it's the opening track. All right, uh, I'm feeling a little bit better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hector. All right. Um... Another one that uh, <laughs> just make you guys feel bad the entire time. Uh, the, another one that um, is my favorite and second to the same album is uh, White Mustang. Damn! Oh god, damn it! Damn it, man! I feel so bad. I know. <laughs> wow. No. All right. I want everyone to have their favorites all the time. I know. Like, I, uh, I just well, I hate not having I, favorites. I, I listened to, um, I listened to, like I said, I listened to the Blur deprogrammed um, with Jenny, and uh, and um, I and I'm a huge Gorillaz fan. I just, for some reason, Blur was in my blind spot, okay. and I'm the right age for Blur. I, I, oh, you know, Blur is amazing. Uh, yeah, I. Um, but what I've noticed from deprogrammed is is that we're not making 
a greatest hits out uh, playlist. I mean, some artists, or, yeah. yeah. I guess some. I guess some do end up turning out that way. But it seems like we're just trying to get somebody like a beginner's guide. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to so. do too. Like uh, uh, when I first started doing the show, like when the, the show's infancy, like I was trying to be like beast. When I did Radiohead, it was like I got nothing but B sides because I'm fucking I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like that's not a fun conversation to have because you're the only one who has these songs because yeah. you're such a dick about it. <laughs> so then I kind of like retooled it to where I didn't want to have a lot of singles, and then I wanted to have a lot of album cuts, and then it became more of like I I evolved with the show, and I was like the show is more about like representing the artist and somebody who hasn't listened to them before so it needs to be a combination of like you like this song but here's the, the a better version of this song that's not a single on this record kind right. of thing mm-hmm. no yeah like well and you know to to your point when we did radiohead it was so early on that yeah. the i didn't know what the show was yet. i would love to do it again because <laughs> i could just talk about radiohead every day for the rest of my but life like I did the same thing on the pumpkins, which was the very first episode. Like I, I brought in all these B sides. So I'm, like, I'm like, oh man, I'm Mister Smashing Pumpkins. I, I know all these B sides, yeah. and like I just like Dan didn't have and any. Mine of them. is all the airplane flies high, actually, so it's fine. <laughs> well, and, and so like Dan's like, no, I don't have that one. I'm like, oh well, well, damn. <laughs> I felt like an asshole for like the very first episode, <laughs> so like it's been changing ever since. But yeah. Uh, it it is finding that that fine line and and i think that's what what's happening here with this this conversation uh let's see i put out love uh hector put out white mustang so we're back to brian okay uh well i haven't talked about this record and i haven't done anything from it yet uh this was released as a single before the album came out and that that's when i messaged you guys and i was like can do can we do singles because this song is so good i didn't realize it was going to be on the record i'm glad it is uh hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have but i do i got it it's like i love the lyrics of that song me too oh boy I, i'm so glad both you guys had it i didn't have it and that song has been growing on me um and i re- do remember it is the one single i did listen to quite a bit uh that's a fantastic song it's it's beautiful uh lyrically um yeah uh, i'm so glad i didn't have it on my list but i'm so glad you guys got it on well i i, I think you, you nailed it right there because i hate to keep coming back to the, the one note the one note the one note i think she strays slightly from the note here with this and leans more into the beauty of her voice and just again the sentiment of hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have that she keeps coming back to and it's just it's gorgeously sad yeah and and like as much as i love her poetry again i've said that sometimes she writes shit that i think is really dumb that i wouldn't like on her but i think this is a really mature song for her yes like this this is like in the vein of like fiona apple for me which is like my favorite singer songwriter of all time Mm. so like that's high praise i i I mean, I'm not going to, that's the only time I'll use them in the same sentence, but I think this is like her version of like being a great fucking poet Yeah. in this song. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. Well, we got to the combo. And it's very, it's very much her. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's empowering from a female perspective, but also still has that like cliche damsel in distress thing that yeah. she that she does really well like mm-hmm. she's like she's tied to the railroad tracks but she's like fuck you i'll get myself off kind of thing <laughs> well let me let me go here because uh there's this is an awful 
awfully punk rock sentiment, even though it it is but isn't. Money, power, glory. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Um, okay. Ultra violence. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about it. Um, I think that's a fantastic album. Uh, conceptual. Um, conceptually. Uh, yeah, and that song is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it did not make. My I like. I like that record more than Honeymoon. Honeymoon is my least favorite. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I once. Once I got to ultra violence, I really started latching on. To, yeah, like mm-hmm. to I I was connecting more with her. Like the first two albums, I enjoy or first whatever it is. Like, I think ultra violence is third. Yeah, so technically it's because paradise. It, it well technically she has a first record that has not been re released yet that right. she just got the rights to. Um, but as far as this conversation goes, technically it's third because paradise is her second record, even though it's an EP. But but. Once I once we hit there, I'm like, okay, here she is. I've I've really tuned into to what she is, and then I enjoyed honeymoon and so on and so forth. Yeah, but I like I didn't like Ultraviolet when I first heard it. I, I thought it was like just a a poor retread of of Born to Die. And I didn't get into it until after I fell in love with Lust for Life, where I went back and revisited those middle two records, which I still uh, the the jury's still out for me on on honeymoon. I, yeah. I, I think it's her weakest effort, but like Ultraviolence has a lot of good shit on it yeah. that, I, that I was sleeping on originally. Well, Money, Power, Glory goes in the track, and it's a shame because like it's back to back with a song that I ended up not taking that I think really is her too, but we'll see. Uh, Hector. Um, I've got, um, like I said, the coolest person to ever walk the earth, um, and uh, since we're on Ultraviolence, uh, I was going to go with Shades of Cool. I got it. Man, that was that. I cut that on the way here. <laughs> That's okay. Moves over to the combo. As long as we can at least get ten in the combo and not have to pull out of the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we have anything unanimous yet? Nothing. No. Nope. Jesus. Nothing. But I, I, th- I really like. I know we're gonna get it. I, I'm predicting we're gonna have two. But <laughs> I really want to know what they are. <laughs> All right. So that puts six in the conversation. Just. Just so you guys know. All right, Brian. Uh, this is a cover, which is my one rule, Hector. You, I don't know if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't do covers on this show. I like to re- have the artist be represented for who they are and who, and how they write. But uh, I love this song. Like I didn't. I don't think I like the original version. I like this one. Uh. It's not technically on an album. It's uh, "Once Upon a Dream" from the hmm. Maleficent soundtrack. Wow, it's so it's so like quintessentially her sounding. It has that very droney noir uh, sound to it. I I really like that. Like the trend was like to go back to the '60s with like the whole neo uh, soul revival with like uh, Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. and Adele and stuff like that and she was like fuck you I'm gonna go back I'm going back to the 50s <laughs> I'm gonna go back an entire decade fuck you guys uh, but yeah I really love that cover I sing it all the time I don't have it I'm sorry Brian it's okay I'm sorry uh, it's, yeah I, I don't have it either but you've got me interested in it so it's, re- it's a great cover it's a great cover she does covers really well she does I agree uh, all right. Let me, um, I keep skirting around this one. Let me trot this one out. It's a national anthem. Yeah. That's, that's the one I cut radio for. 
Uh, no, I didn't make my make it on my list, but I do enjoy that song. All right, well, moves to the conversation. I think I chose wrong. I I, I think in retrospect, I, radio is a better song for me. But <laughs> I still picked national anthem. All right, so that moves us over to Hector. All right, so um, I don't think we've had any um, off the new album yet. Which uh, you did, Justin, say that we uh, um. It would be a disservice to the back catalog, but um, I do I do have a couple. Uh, there, there's there's one song in particular which I'm not going to mention right now. That when I first heard it, when I first heard um, Norman Rockwell, it was like instant, which doesn't always happen, you know. Uh, but uh, but uh, I'll say that one for later. Uh, for, but Norman Rockwell, um, I've got the greatest. No, 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 no. All right. Hard cut. I mean, honestly, cutting that record was hard for me. It really was. It, I, I, I cannot say enough how great that record is. Like, I'm really glad that we waited and we got some proper time. It would have been even harder if we did it earlier, honestly, because, like, all that shit was still fresh. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, if if we would have done it right as it came out, I would have had a lot more from the album. Yep, same here. It would have been all that and, like, Born to Die, maybe a sprinkling of some other stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, it's. I mean, it's better that we, we put some time between it, um, but I, I do wish I could have given another listen to that whole album, but anywho. All right, uh, Into the Trash It Goes, and Brian? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll do my other cover on this list, too. Love the original. It's one of my favorite songs um, from one of my favorite movies. It's not from the movie, but it was used beautifully in that movie. Uh, Blue Velvet. Nope. No. Uh, I do, yeah, that is a beautiful song. Um, but, yeah, I didn't make it on my list there. She she seemed to gaunt. She, it, like, both those covers were kind of the same kind of couple years, weren't they? Uh, Blue Velvet was on Paradise, and then Once Upon a oh. Dream, I think, was probably after Honeymoon. I think it came out like right okay. before Lust for Life. All right, all right, all right. So that they, right. I mean, they sound like companion pieces, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, where do I want to go here? Because I'm not feeling confident about any of these <laughs> still. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be some oddball like deep cut that I we're know, all gonna right? hit on. I think. All right. Well, you know what? I'll I'll trot this one out here. It's on the top of my list, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Diet Mountain Dew. No. Mm-mm. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, weird weird title. Yeah. And weird like uh, I love that song. There's something about it. It was one of those where I'd been pretty uh, intimate with the album for a while now, but then like I went back and heard like. I don't know. It grew. It, it was one of those where I dismissed it at first for a while, but then just kind of saw the genius—not genius, but uh, I, I did see what she was trying to do with it. And uh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, and it did make my list. All right, so we got eight into the conversation, which I think is what we're aiming <laughs> it's, it's for. It's going to be, and that's going to end up being our list. All right. Uh, so let's see. That was me, right? That, that was you. Yeah. All right. So Hector. All right, let's see here. Um, boy. Um, hmm. I uh, uh, little side note uh, that I wanted to mention when we were talking about ultra violence. Uh, Dan Auerbach from um, the Black Keys produced that album. 
Really? I um, didn't she's know a, that. Yeah, she's always got really cool producers in her albums. But uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, let's see. Boy, uh, going back, uh, you know, I haven't picked anything from Honey. No, we did. We got The Blackest Day from Honeymoon on there. Um, boy, uh, I'm going to go with this probably won't make it on but fuck it i'm gonna go with god bless america and all the uh, all of the women in it that was one of the 27 no it was on my first first okay. cuts god dang it i don't think i don't i don't think it's it, 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 it is a strong song uh i don't think it's like breaking any ground um I, I just love the sentiment of it um i know she kind of uh had this whole thing a while back about just being bored with the idea of feminism and got a little bit of backlash for that. Um, I, I feel like, I feel she's like a, she's, I think, I, I do think she's a feminist, but she doesn't, I think on paper, uh, um, she's a feminist, but um, it's not her driving for, like as an artist. Yeah. Um, and that song um, is very uh, pro-feminist. But at the end of the song, it kind of encompasses all of humanity, which mm. I like, uh, which is, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, that song just holds a special place in my heart. I, I really um, like it. I mean, it, on, aesthetically, it's it's got everything it needs, but uh, the, the sentiment I, I like quite a bit. So, Gaga has that kind of like uh, feminism about her where she, she's very critical of modern feminism mm-hmm. and how it, mm-hmm. it's basically just women telling other women what they should and shouldn't do. Right. And like, it, like you shouldn't be a housewife. It's like, but if a woman wants to do that, you have to respect that. Cause that's what feminism is. It's like yeah. letting women do what the fuck they want to mm-hmm. and not judging right. them for it. Yeah. So like, and, and Gaga wrote that song, uh, G U Y on, uh, art pop art pop. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it stands for guy under you or uh, a gir- girl under you. Like I want to be the girl under you. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to just be like to belong to somebody in a, heteronormative kind of way mm-hmm. and that's there's nothing this shouldn't be demonized and like i agree with that i yeah. mean i'm i'm i've always considered myself a feminist uh mm-hmm. but I, I i take a lot of umbrage with a lot of modern day feminism and, and the things they focus on like sh- sharing something on facebook isn't doing anything for women like yeah you know what I'm uh, that, that's that's my that's my sentiment exactly is uh just when i when i see somebody post on their twitter i, I i'm gonna I don't mean to upset anybody, but when you're proclaiming it, I don't think I don't think that's the right. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's 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 like it's like a, um, it's it's like a firefighter going around telling people they're a hero. Now, <laughs> technically, they are a hero, but they would never go out and say that, like right. proclaim it. Yeah, like, so it's it, like if you have to say I feel it. the same way. Yeah, yeah, it's a it. The lady doth protest too much, me thinks, to quote Shakespeare, which I use that quote all the time. It's like the people who, uh, you, if you have to say it, like, uh, are you telling then yourself you that saying? or are yeah. you telling other, other people that? So, yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, let's see if we can get. Uh, Man, I love when a bunch of white guys talk about. <laughs> 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 uh, that's uh, techni- technically, uh, two white guys, but. Uh, oh, right. I was just speaking to the people in the room. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't want to presume that your your ethnicity, yeah. sir, by, based <laughs> no. on your name. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, is it my turn? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, this is also a non-album cut. 
I believe I see it over in the suggested songs by the listeners. Uh, it is from the Great Gatsby soundtrack, Young and Beautiful. I don't have it. No, neither do I. Yeah, it's um, okay. But you covers, right. man. That, yeah, she. Uh, uh, those are all great covers too. I don't. I don't know if that's a cover. I think. Oh that's no. The, Which one was it again? Young and Beautiful. Young and Beautiful. No. Yeah. You're, you're right. That's uh, Ultra Violence. No, that's it's from uh, the Great Gatsby soundtrack. I don't think it's on any of her records. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was. It was a single from that. <sighs> okay. Well, I know Brian doesn't like Honeymoon much, but. I've got a couple here that I, I want like two songs from it. I think want to trot out here. Music to watch boys to. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird song. Like it, it, it's it's uh that song and um the uh, Woodstock Coachella song. They're Coachella, weird. Coachella, yeah, yeah. Kind of. They're the. They don't sound like anything else structural structurally like. And this, I get that this song has a chorus that keeps coming in and out, but it's, I'm, I'm like, a music to watch boys do, like, I'm like, oh, what compelled her to, like, what was the starting point? Did she know what it would sound like at the end? Um, it's, it's very unusual. And again, and just like uh, National, no, I'm sorry, just like a Diet Mountain Dew, it, it, it caught me later on rather than right away i think i think what did it for me is it's it's not what the song would suggest like i saw that title and i assumed it'd be a a radio tune that it would be like leaning more towards like that the the poppier sound super catchy and it it wasn't that to me i was like oh okay so i i think that's just really what stuck out for me all right, well, that puts nine in the conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> if we can at least get one more, we've got Man. ten. <laughs> All right, uh, Hector. All right, let's see here. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, this is probably not going to work out because <laughs> my, my two other favorite ones didn't make it. And once again, off of Lust, Lust for Life is uh, Cherry. I got it. Yep, I got it. Hey, oh, hey we awesome. got one. Wow, that's the one. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Oh, and I'm so happy because I love that song. Uh, like Brian said, it's going to be a weird one. It's, yeah, it's a weird one, dude. Like, I like it, obviously, but that's a weird fucking only. It's the unanimous. weird common ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, uh, I just love the way it was produced. Um, I love that she drops three F bombs in the background with like the her own background vocals. I prefer uh, prefer more f bombs, uh, honestly. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but just the way she says it too, like I can never. The, the one time I've ever been able to reproduce the way she says "fuck" in that song is I live in Illinois, and last year um, there was I think the coldest day out here was uh, like below thirteen degrees, and um, I had to get out of the car to uh, put gas in it, um, and I get out and I'm like fuck and even that even that doesn't do it justice but it was the only time i've been able to approximate the way she says fuck in that song and uh i love the attitude of that song um yeah it's, it's fantastic lyrics everything so just like that we are officially out of ntp yeah officially we've got the one all because of a well-placed and well-said fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right brian all right uh 
Let me go Mariner's apartment complex from no one talking oh, about. Well. Nope. <laughs> and just like that. And right back, no, that, right back in the fucking it. trash. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? I think I am going to try my luck at that record, too. Shit. Wrong one. Yeah. That, that's the right one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Uh, happiness is a butterfly. Yep. No. Okay. <laughs> good, if, good song. If I told you to buy the title, what song is the opposite of me as a person? I <laughs> right. think you probably want to pick that song too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. Like when you say that, like it, I am surprised you're the one who has it. I Brian. know. I'm surprised I have it too. I, I honestly, I. I don't have any songs on here that have sad in the title, and that just makes me sad. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> All right. Well, but it makes it a conversation. I'm, I'm with it. All right. Hector? Uh, uh, Norman fucking Rockwell. Uh, not, not the song, but the album. Um, uh, Cinnamon Girl is uh, one that made it off. That, that's actually the one I was referring to earlier that uh, when I first heard it, I knew right away I, I, I dig it. And uh, yeah, Cinnamon Girl. Off that of, was a uh, very, very hard cut for me. Yeah, I don't have it. Well, again, like I, I, I hate to keep pointing it out, that whole album was a hard cut for me. It's, well, I just, I, if I would have pulled too much through, I would have felt bad, like I was, like I was, not listening to her or something. And yeah, I, I wanted something from it, but it was very selective. I wish, like, I wish it were a concept album so I could not cut, like, so I could cut more off it and have a reason to. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I just don't have a reason. It's just too fucking good. Yeah. All right, Brian. Um, let me close out the first record. Technically, the first two records because they put out the Paradise Edition of Born to Die. Uh, Ride. I got it. I, I also have Ride. Hey. Wow. You know yeah. what? As soon as Cherry went through, I was like, I bet Ride's the other one. Because it's like I it's not even the best version of that song. Like she like mm-hmm. that that's a a staple of her sound. And I don't think that's a be- the best version of it, but I still like it. It's uh um that would be like a super introductory yeah. song to give yeah. someone. That's well and you know, honestly when putting the list together that was the song that i was leaning towards for number one with a bullet so i'm glad I, it got through yeah man i could i could see that because it, it's i mean i think technically it was a single but like it wasn't like anywhere near the singles on um uh born to die right so okay all right well we've got two through and that also means we're going to have to actually make cuts in the next round which is oh, man. i didn't think that was coming wow <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Well, where do I want to go? I can. I don't have to worry about gameplay anymore. I can just kind of trot out songs. Just I guess. have fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll trot it out here. Honeymoon. No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with that. That is featuring the weekend, is it not? No, no. Which, not that one. Which one has the weekend on it? Uh, I, don't I think know. Lust for Life has the. That's right. That. That's yeah. uh, that's what I was thinking of. I was I I knew it was the title track of one of those. Um. By the <clears> way, <throat> Lust for Life uh has because okay, Norman Fuck Norman fucking Rockwell doesn't have any features. Uh, Lust for Life had quite a few. They do have a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, I have one of and, them on uh, my list. They they. So there's some good features, like the good uh, collaborations on there on that album. Also, I found the 
well, we'll we'll see if we come across them. Actually, and while I'm at it, let me see what I got left here. I'm down to. No, this is the conversation. Sorry, my twenty. Uh, la 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 la. Down to my last six. Okay, so let's see. I put out that, so it is now Hector's turn. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh boy, this is early, early, early on, and uh, a lot of people probably were introduced to her through this is uh, video games. I don't have it. I don't have it, and like, <clears throat> I have a sentimental attachment to it because it was like one of my best friends' first dance at their wedding. Oh. Like, which, which I thought was a very odd choice, but like, mm-hmm. it fits their relationship really well. So I really like that song in theory, but like, I don't. I'll skip it sometimes on that record. So I actually do have a reason for not having this. Uh, My introduction to Lana Del Rey, uh, at least not peripherally through like radio songs. Yeah. uh, My wife and I were watching some older SNL episodes Mm -hmm. and she popped up and I was immediately turned off by her live performance. Uh I think if I see her in any other light, like a full Lana Del Rey concert, I yeah. think it'd be acceptable. I've, I've honestly heard really bad things about her live, but I, I've, also I haven't I haven't done any research on it. To but I watching anyone on YouTube is fucking boring. Yeah, but when you're watching, and again, this goes back to that one note conversation. I hate to hammer it home, but like there was the living embodiment proof that she was one note. If you if, if you wanted to. To hate her that's a great example to turn to to go listen to this song it's fucking stupid there's no there's no beat to it it's it sounds very forced kind of thing you, you, they'd be wrong but it i understand like that that's a good case of like if you don't like her yeah, yeah. That, that song right there. and again using that version of one note as a negative like yeah. that's where it would be and you know i i had a very negative attachment to that song and unfortunately, that led to me cutting it. So. I, I thought about because like when I got here, I saw it was on the listeners, and I thought about maybe adding it in there. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I'm, I'm confident in the choices I made. <laughs> that uh, that SNL performance, I do remember uh, hearing about it uh, around that time when Born to Die came out. Um, yeah, it's famously not good. Um, I uh, uh, but then like I think the host was Daniel Radcliffe. And he kind of backed her up. And then I think uh, Lauren Michaels also did kind of. Um, but, yeah, it was kinda, I don't know. I, I think she earlier on was um, uh, just figuring her figuring it out, you know. What? And um, I, I uh, yeah, I, I've I have seen her live. Actually, I saw her live up in Chicago a couple years back for. um I think it was ultra violence maybe uh i forget uh and it was it was a great show it was, it was a little short i was hoping for for more but um yeah that's just uh i think she's um explained that you know just she she's uh she's she said before she's really shy um in real life and uh i think that was pretty early on in her career um and uh so uh, I, I do give her kind of a pass with that, but I, I do agree it is not 
good that first SNL well, the, appearance. The thing is, to be fair, like when I'm watching Saturday Night Live, even mm-hmm. even if I'm not laughing hysterically, which you know, which not, not a lot of laughs to have these days, right? Mm-hmm. But but uh, I I want a spirited, and she just doesn't like her music doesn't lend itself to that. So like that that would be a terrible song, I think, to be introduced to her in exactly. a live setting. I think you'd be bored and be like, "What? Mm-hmm. Why is this person doing a beat poetry like right mm-hmm. uh, I, so over I, like droning mo- monotone music?" I don't blame mm-hmm. her. I don't blame her in the slightest. I I just don't think. I honestly just don't think she should have been there. She hadn't taken her acting classes yet, and and I, I don't mm-hmm. mean that in any kind of pejorative way. Like, uh, she is very introverted, but her character that she writes in is very confident, and mm-hmm. they, right. they didn't match up at first because she didn't realize I guess she was going to have to fucking be extroverted yeah. about being an artist you know yeah, and performing whereas like I'm the exact opposite like I'm only comfortable on stage and when I'm off stage I'm very like I want people to leave me alone <laughs> so you know I haven't to that to that point I'm, I'm mostly the same way like I, I haven't been on stage and easily a decade plus at this point but and on i also haven't been on stage sober which kind of ex- is the exact thing like i can't be confident without alcohol yeah apparently. I, I i used to never drink like i i thought it would impair my ability to perform i mean i, I do it now because i'm more comfortable doing it but like i would always perform sober comedy music whatever I, just, I I I never wanted to like not be in a hundred percent control of myself, mm. but my but my confidence comes in know, knowing that I am a great performer. So I never wanted to have anything impede on that. Mm. All right. So video games was Hector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I okay. And before we move on to Brian's pick, what I love here is all of the the side conversations that are popping off should tell you she's she's a pretty interesting like we're getting into like the weeds with her i like that yeah mm-hmm. if if you take anything from this show this episode i mean like even if you don't listen to the music that we're talking about like i think you have a pretty good understanding of who she is and she's kind of fucking cool man like, yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah all right brian okay uh title track opening track norman fucking rockwell yeah i got it uh, no, I didn't have it, but a great choice. It's it's a great introduction to the, what the the beauty of that fucking record. Beauty. So. Glad you said that because um, yeah. I'll go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. Uh, that album is it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous record. Mm-hmm. It just really is. What were you gonna say? Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, no. I um, the the idea of the first track is uh, when I get in uh, getting into Radiohead, um, listening to them for years since I was a teenager, uh, they, they approach the first, the way they approach an album with the first track, it's supposed, the first track's supposed to kind of give you an idea of the rest of the album, kind of, it's not really an encapsulation of the rest of the album, but it should give you kind of, kind of an idea of what you're getting into. For sure. Fucking Airbag, one of the greatest track ones of all time. Oh, Airbag, dude, everything in its right that. place. Oh, so yeah. uh, two plus two equals five. Oh, I, God, two God. plus yeah. two equals five is honestly top ten greatest yeah. opening tracks of all time for mm. me. Like it's uh, a every... fucking. It doesn't really represent the record very much because it's 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 a more jazzy weird record than yeah. that song would imply. But like, 
wow, what a fucking great song that is. Mm-hmm. And then you have, I uh-huh. mean, I agree. Yeah, you. Uh, everything. everything in its right place. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so apparently this is going to be a Lando Ray Radiohead uh, deprogram. <laughs> you know what? And they're connected because Radiohead is suing her. That's so. yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it's all in the ether, man. You know. All right. So let's see. That was. Hector's choice. We'll move on. Or no, I'm sorry. That was Brian. Brian put out Norman fucking yeah. Rockwell. Yeah. Okay, so it's my turn. Down to my last five here. I think I only have a couple left too. Uh, I'm gonna trot this one out from uh, Paradise. Cola. No. Okay. That song no. does nothing for me, honestly. Okay. Yeah, that one. Um, I I don't mind listening to it. It's kind of hasn't aged very well, and. Um, I wholeheartedly uh, mostly, agree with that. Mostly the lyrics. Uh, I do like, I mean, I had nothing against the Pepsi Cola uh, uh, part of the song. It's it's that uh, the whole weird thing with the uh, um, Harvey Weinstein thing connection. And I don't know if it is uh, connected to Harvey Weinstein, but it just kind of. I didn't hear that. Well, in the, there's a song in the, uh, there's a line in the song about. Harvey, Harvey's, they don't say Weinstein, she doesn't say Weinstein, okay. obviously, but like, it's since since the whole Me Too thing, it, yeah. it's just kind of like, it take when I hear that song, it takes me out of it, only knowing, huh. only because I know of the zeitgeisty stuff that's out there. I wonder why that uh, escaped, huh. like, because again, I, I didn't, I didn't take that notes. was a reference, yeah, yeah. I didn't take notes, so I can't point uh, to what it was and, that got through and, for me. And, and I don't know if it's an a direct reference to it it just it was brought up after like that song was brought up after the whole harvey weinstein me too thing happened and so much so that it got to her and she's decided not to play that song out um and you know it shows so she did it she she never admitted that it was referencing him but also didn't want to trigger anything, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, so that that's the one thing. It, it's kind of my fault for just being a, a part of the zeitgeist, just you know, knowing what's going on in the world. Yeah. But um, I did. I remember liking that song off of Paradise, and I like Paradise actually. I like that's a great supplement to uh, Born to Die. I agree. But, agreed. Uh, yeah. Well, I hate um, I hate that I pulled that through, but I'm glad for at least this part of the conversation to to actually have had it. Yeah. Like I. I I look at that, and I think it probably was modeled after her as well with Gaga when she did the Fame Monster, where she released the first record and mm-hmm. had that bonus EP on it, which is exactly what Lana Del Rey did. <laughs> and I think they're ba- they're both great companion pieces to that record. All right, uh, so Cola was me. That puts it over to Hector. All right, let's see here. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, uh, earlier on we were talking about kind of. Uh, some of her songs sounding film noir-ish or cinematic. Um, this one for me is one of the few songs off of Honeymoon, and it's Salvatore. Salvatore? Mm. Um, Don't have no? it. No. Mm. No. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy that song. It it, it, uh, it's, uh, it sounds like a, like if The Godfather or one of those <sighs> type of movies was turned into a song and all the tropes of that type of genre of movie was thrown into just one song. And um, yeah, so that's why I picked that one. I know the song, and that makes me and that like your like your description of it makes me want to go listen to it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. All right, uh, Brian. Uh, I'll go on honeymoon. These are my I think only two songs from that record I have on here. Um, one of two. I'm about to say anyway. Uh, God knows I tried. 
Nope. That one was one I had to take off my list of 20. Yeah, that, that's a great fucking song. It, um, does she not ref? I think she references the Eagles. Well, she does that in a lot of a uh, uh, handful of songs. The Eagles, which, um, I'm not a ginormous Eagles fan. Just I'm an Eagles fan just growing up uh, and, you know, in America. Like, hey, we, uh, all, we all love Hotel California, man. I right. Mean, that, that, yeah. that, that double guitar solo is fucking great. Yeah. Hmm. Anything but the Eagles, man. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm yeah. an Eagles fan, dude. I'm just saying. Uh, I really uh, like Joe Walsh a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I like Joe Walsh when he went off on his own. Yeah, his solo is great don't care for the um uh what's the drummers uh, don uh, henley henley henley's yeah. solo stuff i don't care for but i like and i'm not a big eagles fan and i do like henley's eagle stuff and not so much joe walsh's eagle stuff so it's kind of inverted like but yeah i gotcha um, yeah all right let me trot this one out here i keep dancing around it uh heroin you know what i had it on and i took it off Oh. For another song, uh, while I was sitting here before we started recording. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's a great song. I, I enjoy that one whenever I do listen to it. Uh, it has a very. Um, it reminds me of that uh, Tarantino movie that just came out. That uh, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah, for some reason that song. For, uh, uh, that, I, I guess Manson does get mentioned in the song. Harold, he does. Yeah. But, uh, like that's a very her song. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. that's also a song that's like quintessential. Uh, if you want to get into her, this is who she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm the only one who had it. Exactly. <laughs> what we're really what, selling what you... these songs that nobody had. <laughs> Brian, what 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 are your what's your take? Uh, um, on she's got at least two or three songs that are just complete references, or at least by the title, to just drugs and stuff. And uh, I, I like. I mean, I. Big, like I said earlier, Sublime fan. I'm a big Doors fan. Like, uh, you know, um, so musician Allison Chains. I'm a big fan of too. Uh, so it, I don't get turned off necessarily by. Um, I, I I really don't want it to be the one thing that a, a music you know a band is known for. You know. Yeah. Uh, but um, that if it's part of the part of the package, then. Uh, but she doesn't seem to me. To be like, I mean, she's got a song called Yayo. She's got a song named Heroin, uh, High by the Beach, uh, which is uh, not as hardcore as Heroin or, yeah. or Yayo. But uh, what, what what do you think? Or what do you? Th- I, think, I don't know. Just I think I think it's the, the culture that she grew up in. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm personally not uh, like as a musician. I I don't like songs about drugs. Like I, I don't I don't like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like I I don't I, I want more substance in the music. Mm. I'm I'm a fucking emo kid, I guess. You know, <laughs> like I, I I don't want songs about like doing drugs and and honestly just like fucking like I don't like I, I don't want to mm-hmm. give a shit about Kiss. Like I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I like I don't want to party every day. Actually, I want to get mm-hmm. some sleep yeah. and be sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love God. And they write songs about their dicks and shit. Like I'm not into that stuff. I <laughs> like I I have to have some substance and stuff like that. And yeah. as a person who does drugs on the regular, uh, yeah, <laughs> not heroin, but <laughs> right. uh, I, 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 I just, I, I don't know what, like, she doesn't see, like, she doesn't, not that, you know, I don't, like, she just doesn't come off of, like, somebody from, 
I don't think she band. needs that shit. Like I, I, yeah, I think she's just writing about what she knows. Whereas like in the same vein, like gangster rap wasn't necessarily their lifestyle. It was just the, what if they were just street poets telling about what was going on in life. Like right. a, a lot of them didn't live that lifestyle. Like Tupac was the perpetrator. Like he did, was not a thug. Like he was a very educated person and came from a very well, like middle-class background. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I, I, I think it's just a reflection of, 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 your upbringing and yeah. more more so than anything else mm. right all right well so heroin goes in the trash all right yeah that's where it should go don't do <laughs> drugs kids all right hector um i gave you a trouble i apologize there. for any kind of crazy noises in the background here um yeah is that like a leaf blower what is it what's <laughs> yeah i feel bad now um let's see here it's a uh, lawn care people outside uh um, let's see. Bunch of dicks uh, caring for lawns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've got a burning desire on my list here. No. Uh, no. Which record is that? Uh, I think it's a single. Hmm. I don't think it made it on 10 yet. Yeah, I don't think it's on a record either. Oh, okay. So that would be why I didn't have it. Uh, hmm. All right. Uh, Brian? Uh, you, Hector just referenced the song, actually. Uh, Hide by the Beach. Oh, I don't have it. That was one of the yeah, man. Though. It should be on my list. It's not on there. I love that song. <laughs> I, f- I feel like we all said that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a common well, theme in this episode. Uh, I, I did have forty uh, songs originally, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is my twenty um, song list. All right, I'm gonna just blast out these last three, and uh, see if I everybody can just kind of blast out their the, the last mm-hmm. bit here. So I've got Cruel World. No. No. Swan Song? Nope. Nope. And Change? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> those, those are all... Uh, Fucking went down brain. swinging, dude. <laughs> trash, 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 trash. Well, those, Cruel World those is... Were, I'm sorry, Justin. Those were all Lust for Life, I think, right? Cruel World is uh, Ultra Violence. Oh, yeah. Ultra Violence, yeah. Swan that, Song is Honeymoon. That one almost made my list, though. And Change is uh, is Lust for Life. Okay. All right. You want to clear yours out there, Hector? Okay, yep, I have a uh, Brooklyn baby. Yep. Uh sweet. Justin no, well, obviously not. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh Black Beauty. No. And I got How to Disappear. No. A hard cut though. Um let's see. Um I think that's it for me. All right. So let me move Brooklyn baby over the conversation. And Brian, you want to clear out what you got? My left? last three: uh, Ultra Violence, uh, Fucked My Way to the Top. Oh God, that was the one that I wanted. Yeah, and Tomorrow Never Came, with uh, Sunny, uh, with uh, Sean, Sean Lennon on it. No, no, obviously not. We're all yeah, bad. obviously. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, Fucked My Way to the Top was the one that was back to back with Money Power Glory. Yeah. And those were the two I I like I like that version of that song better than yeah. I thought I thought so too, but I I don't know. I something about playing less crass, I guess. That's right. All right, so here we have two unanimous, which is <laughs> Brian hit it on the I head. Ca- I said two, yeah. Cherry and Ride are through. What a weird fucking <laughs> <laughs> Right, and let's see what do we got here in the conversation uh, i really want to go to bat for hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have so we've got 12 through to the convo uh so we need to cut four of these um sad girl shades of cool brooklyn baby blue jeans national anthem 
Diet Mountain Dew, Blackest Day, Music to Watch Boys 2, Love, Norman fucking Rockwell, Happiness is a Butterfly, Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me to Have, but I have it. Uh, well, let's look at, because I think it'd be easier to cut four than push through. Let's eight. let's cut Happiness is a Butterfly. Okay. okay. I agree. We, we, we already have some representation from that record. Yeah. Um... I really don't want Blue Jeans to go anywhere. Um, so let's uh, let's look at this. Blue Jeans, National Anthem, what, Diet Mountain Dew. What do we have from that record? That one? That's three. Those are the three. I would say Diet Mountain Dew can go as far as those three goes. I tend to lean the same way. Okay. Um, I'm well, You know what? Actually, no. Cut National Anthem because I think radio is a better version of that song. And I think that Diet Mountain Dew has a certain style that we have not represented yet of hers. Okay. How are you feeling on that? I can back that. No, I can back that. Yep. All right. So that's two. So we need to get rid of two more. Uh, I feel like cool came up a lot in this conversation, uh, even though it may not be the greatest representation of sh- cool sound. I, I'm leaning towards keeping shades of cool. That it was a hard cut for me. Um, yeah, I'm fine with keeping it on. What what do we have as far as album representation? All right, so let's see. I can't see the complete list. It's only like it's okay. Here. So the two that are through again, Cherry and Ride. Uh, so from Ultraviolence, we have Sad Girl, Shades of Cool, Brooklyn Baby. Uh, from Born to Die, I think Brooklyn Baby can go as far as those three goes. Um, even though I had it and Hector had it too. But it was like mm-hmm. last, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So it was the bottom of your list. Because Sad Girl, I, I regret not having on my list, honestly. Okay. But All right, so then that means we've got one more cut to make. Is there any wow. album we don't have any representation? It looks like we've got everything okay. between the two. Just just by the color scheme, I think it looks, it looks pretty... Yeah. Um, that being said... Uh, the only other thing we have from Lust for Life is Love, which I think automatically puts it through. Yeah, well, yeah, that, I think that that needs to stay on the list. Oh boy! Well, um, unless you want to just weigh it against the other, what is it, eight at this point or nine? Yeah, there's nine left. We got got to make one more cut. Um. Yeah. Uh... It seems like we got a lot of representation from the earlier stuff. Um, we basically have two from everything at this point. Oh, ex- really? Okay. Ex- right. Except for Paradise only has the one. Yeah, right. Right. Hmm. Boy. Um, so something... Is that... Do we want to weigh this last cut based on album representation or just goodness of the tune? Because at this point, I feel like Blue Jeans is absolutely in... Sad Girl Shades mm-hmm. of Cool should be in. Uh, well, how do we feel about, at this point, music Everything to watch Norman boys, Rockwell too? Everything needs to go through, for sure. I, I, it's I just the two, agree. right? It's just Norman fucking Rockwell and Hope, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, That's a great bookend of that record, too. So really, we're looking at, to me, if you ask me, we're looking at Diet Mountain Dew versus Music to Watch Boys, too, because those are the kind of weird ones. Ooh. Yeah. Those are those are those are two cool songs to pit against each other. Because <laughs> I feel like everything else, like it nails what we're trying to do here. Boy, uh, 
let me see. Oh man, um, if it was my, if it was up to me, I, boy, I love both those songs. Um, I I, I choose music over dialogue. yeah. I I didn't have either of those, and I I would probably go there too. Okay, I do think. If if we pitted blue jeans versus Diet Mountain Dew, blue jeans would be the winner clearly. Oh, so. with, without a question for me. All right, so then uh-huh. let's slide all these over real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. so that gives us Cherry, Ride, Sad Girl, Shades of Cool, Blue Jeans, The Blackest Day, Music to Watch Boys to, Love, Norman Fucking Rockwell. And hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. That's, That's a pretty good. solid list, man. Yeah. I I agree too, man. I'm so happy because uh, yeah, I I was curious to how this would end up, but that's a solid playlist. Yeah, and and once you said it, I I think I wholeheartedly agree with you that ride is number one with the bullet. I, I mean, you know, I I think she does plenty of other things, but like. If we want to nail what that one note is, right? I think ride well, is what does the, it. The thing that makes her what attracted to, uh, I'm assuming Hector and I too are originally. That's a good representation of that. Like I said, it's not the best version of that song she's written, but I, it's still a great representation of who she is. Yeah, and she would go on to do a lot deeper shit mm-hmm. that I really like. How are you on that? It's Hector? uh, yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, it's a uh, um. And it's earlier on in her career, which is great because yeah. uh, we we have seen her grow, mm-hmm. uh, especially with that la- you know from that last album. I, I feel like between the the learning curve between Ultra Violence and the current album, like you can see her growth. Yeah. And uh, but even then, even Ride uh, was early on, and and uh, it's it's a great Ride always makes it. I, I think I might have said this earlier. Always makes it onto one of my playlists. All right, well, let me run this down one more time. Ride is our number one with a bullet. Uh, Cherry, Sad Girl, Blue Jeans, Shades of Cool, Norman fucking Rockwell, Love, Music to Watch Boys to, The Blackest Day, and Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me to Have, but I have it. And I purposely put that at the bottom. I think that's a good way to close out the playlist, which we don't always do here, but I think that's just a good way to... to... I, if it starts with Ride and ends with that, I think that's a great span of her career yeah so uh with that um hector i think we i don't know that the if the mics were on when we talked about this you were going to be on the john f sessions uh for the shins that'll be mm-hmm. at least right now your next appearance yes yes I, i'd love to do that uh and i don't know if you've taken a look at the the list but uh take a look and see if there's anybody else you want to jump in on oh yeah for sure there yeah uh it, it's incredible how much you guys have already done and <laughs> But then how many more bands know, are right? out there that uh, would it, be awesome to do a deprogrammed on? It never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Has anyone done the cars yet? We have not done the car. I, I don't oh, know, wow. I don't know if the cars are up there, but uh, I'll put them up there. Well, I'm going to put them we, up there then right now. See oh, if nice. anybody, and maybe uh, maybe that'll be, uh, we've talked about this before, for the Brian Lewis sessions. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, as often um, as you're on, Brian, you should have a session. I, I should have my own fucking chair here, man. <laughs> just says Brian. The Brian Lewis Memorial Seat. <laughs> um, Justin and Brian, I, I wanted to, uh, one, one last thing I wanted to uh, uh, be able to point out is I uh, my origin story with uh, Lana Del Rey was that, um, I, so I'm guessing it was around 2010, 2011, um, I uh, followed uh, a comic book writer, uh, Rick Remender, 
who is uh, my favorite current uh, comic book writer. Uh, he's the author of um, Dead Class that was made into a TV show a little while ago that kind of just came and went. Um, but he's a big punk rock guy from the 80s. Like, he grew up in the 80s and just... If you watch Deadly Class, like every episode was named after a like a Ramon song or a Black Flag song. Nice. But um, Rick Remender, as a writer, he would post the playlist, the music he would listen to while he was writing, writing his scripts for his comics and stuff. And um, I I love that type of like sh- sharing of music. And um, I uh, hadn't heard of Lana Del Rey before. Uh, obviously, she was pretty new around that time. And uh, he had her on the list, and I was like, oh, you know, I tried a little bit of everything that was on his list. And, uh, yeah, after that, it's, the rest is history. I just became a huge, huge fan. Oh, very nice. That's mm-hmm. – in, in referencing that this has nothing to do with Lana Del Rey, but a similar story for me is watching uh, Viewphoria by the Smashing Pumpkins. They did, like, a documentary mid – mid Siamese dream or yeah. they were recording Siamese dream, I think. Yeah. And, uh, that introduced me to the frogs. Really? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the frogs, like they cut a piece of the, f- the frogs had done some weird VHS. Uh, it may have actually been part of toy porno. Uh, but they put it in, uh, in Euphoria, And ever since I saw that, I was like, Holy shit. The frogs were watching that a lot. The frogs rule. <laughs> So huh. that's how I found the frogs. I know that's not yeah. Lana Del Rey related, but it, it relates to your uh, what you were saying there. Uh, it's 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 weird. It's 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 like when you go. At least for me, when I when I let me walk away from all the noises nearby <laughs> here. Um, the uh, searching for music, at least for me, is always hard. It's 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 when you stumble across it mm-hmm. is when you really kind of when it works at least for me most of the time is when you just come across it uh by happenstance and uh but yeah i i love when that happens i'm glad you said that because like and that encapsulates younger justin to the fullest is because we did brand new a couple weeks back and you know i said i can't believe i didn't i didn't like this band already and uh how come nobody ever told me and a bunch of my friends go no we did uh, in the early two oh. thousands, and I'm like, oh, well, that guy was an asshole. That Justin was an asshole. I, I never got into them, man. But uh, the point being, you can't. Uh, uh, at least where I was at in life, yeah. for most of my life, you can't tell me you'll like this because you like this. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never thought that way. Right, and mm-hmm. it, unless I come across it naturally, then. Mm-hmm. You know, and this this show is a little less natural. Well, you, I mean, you, you do you do that artist a disservice by comparing them like that because then you're gonna always have that comparison in your mind. And if they're if they don't write as good as songs, not because they're not good, it's just not gonna it's not gonna stick. You know, Related. it's like, mm-hmm. well, if I I like the Smashing Pumpkins, but this band does that they're in the same vein, but they're not as good, so I don't like them. But they they might be a great fucking band. Mm-hmm. But it's like since somebody made that connection. And that comparison, you've just done that a disservice to everything. Yeah. So yeah. It just just like what you like and get into what you didn't get into and don't compare it to something uh, like anybody else. Absolutely. Uh, but with that, hey, 
we did we did tremendous work here. <laughs> fellas, we we pulled a great show out of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, strangely enough, like I still think you know we didn't get a lot of unanimous, but like we still nailed this list. Yeah, I still I, I agree. I still think we nailed it. So uh, with that, Alana Del Rey, learn them and love them, people. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.